Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are into week after week four. It's not, what are we, in week five now? Week, week five. five? Yeah. Week five of the high school football season. I'm Braden Soprenant alongside uh, Top Dog. Of course, Chris Smith. We're getting ready for another high school football podcast. We have so much to talk about. We got the rankings to talk about. We got the rating systems to talk about. Uh, we have that Twitter question that I uh, proposed about, do you think if Helix Saints and Cathedral combined forces with all their kids, they would be able to beat a team like St. John Bosco or Modern Day? We can potentially entertain that question. Uh, we'll talk about some of the great games that are coming up this week as well. And uh, so much more here on the High School Football Podcast. Of course, uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and on uh, our radio.com app to the uh, 97.3 On Demand. You'll be able to check out all of our podcasts as soon as they post right here. And be sure to check out all of our things on radio.com. We got uh, the vlogs by Tony. We also got um, all of our podcasts that we do, Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, uh, Coach John Cantera. All of our shows are posted on there as well, as well as all of our high school football content on Radio.com and on 97.3thefansd.com. Got all the liners out of the way. Let's get to it. Of course, uh, TD, how's it going? What are you doing today? Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm looking at this beautiful view you have here at Intercom over at the uh, 15 Freeway here. Hey, for a podcast, you can't get any better than this, man. It's a good, nice little studio we got. And we're working on uh, potentially making this live, right? We talked about that. We did. Uh, that would be fun to do. Uh, of course, we'll, uh, we want to have you start. Uh, we're we're kind of brainstorming, and we want to kind of, um, you know, before we do every podcast, kind of send out a tweet and be like, hey, what type of Twitter questions you got for us? What do you want to know uh, our opinions on, uh, whether it be games, whether it be kids, you know, coaches, what have you. Um, be, get involved with the show. We want to get as much, uh, you know, involvement from the community as, as possible. Um, so we'll start that uh, starting next week. Any type. So now that you know, start sending us Twitter questions. When games pop up, tag us at at original top dog at b underscore serp at ninety seven through the fan sd. Uh, another one you could tag us at as well, and we'll answer, of course, your questions. Let's get to it. Uh, you know the controversy that is the uh, the top ten. Uh, everybody has their own little uh, opinion on what their vote should be, and you know what? It's it's what the whole point of the ranking system. Everybody's got their opinion on who they think the best team is, who the best three teams are. I want to tell you right now, I think there is a huge difference between numbers one, two, and three and the rest of the pack. I don't know. I think it's getting closer. I mean, I think that Carlsbad's right there on the cusp. I think, I mean, their only loss is to... Uh, Lawndale. Uh, Lawndale, and that, that's a legitimate football program up in Los Angeles. So, I don't know. I think top four, and then after four, it drops off pretty big for me. I'm not yet to uh, k- uh, throw Carlsbad in with the top three yet. Again, I haven't seen Carlsbad play yet. We are going to do their game uh, coming up against Torrey Pines, which I think will be a good look for us to see them uh, in person. H- have you seen them live yet? I haven't seen them live. I've seen a lot of film on them. A lot of film. Okay, I know they got a lot of good players and stuff, but I, I'm just not there yet to throw them in the mix with Cathedral and Saints and, and Helix and the way they've been playing and the opponents that they have played, um, especially with Helix and Cathedral and the opponents that they have played. I know how great Saints is uh, watching them and the athletes that they have. 
have. Um, but for me, it's going to take them. I think they still need to win a couple more games and, and put on a show uh, for me to include them in that class. I don't think they're very far off, like you were saying, but I don't I don't throw them in that class. It's almost like the, the top 10's got like three tiers. They got the first tier, which is the uh, the two private schools and the charter school. Then you got tier two, which I think is Carlsbad and Steel Canyon, and then I th- and then I got tier three, which is basically everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm too far off on that. You know, the only thing I'll say is, you know, you look at strength of schedule for uh, St. Augustine. Three of their three of their wins are against, in my opinion, uh, teams they should be beating. Teams that aren't very difficult uh, wins, and that's no disrespect to any of those programs. They're just not top echelon teams. Uh, with that said, you look at some of the wins that Carlsbad had, they're a little bit more impressive to me. So that's why I think it's it's easy for me to include Carlsbad in the conversation now. But again, I, I seem, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you with the top three. You've got the first, the top four, then you got next four, and then you got the guys that it seems like every week somebody else is breaking into eight or nine, nine to ten, right in that range. Yeah, seven through ten in the receiving vote seems to be interchanging uh, constantly because it almost seems like whoever gets into that seven, eight, nine spot, ten spot, seem to lose the very next week to a team that's either receiving votes or pretty close to it. So uh, let's get into our top ten votes. I'm, I'm going to go with the mine first. I voted Helix one still, and, and the thing that I, I tweeted out the difficulty it is to have a ranking system because you have okay you got the you got the computer rankings which by the way the computer rankings for Cal preps uh, when they determine the playoff seedings for the open division have been 100% accurate and what I mean 100% accurate is every single favorite had won during the time stretch where they were using the Cal prep slash max preps formula um, is it fun for entertaining purposes and excitement of upsets absolutely not but if the whole goal is to determine who the top eight teams are to seed it they've done a really good job seeding it and i think it 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 helps out a lot especially when you got teams from all over the country and there's more teams now with san diego playing outside the section so the difficulty in that is cathedral's got a rating of 70 they're going to be in the top 20 in the nation still they're still in the top five in the state they only dropped to number four um and then they're going to end up being probably around second or third in the county when the ranking system is done. So I see that side of it. The other side of it is how can you possibly rank Cathedral over Helix after Helix just beat Cathedral and beat him by the the margin that was the game on um, on last Friday, right? I mean, how, how can you do that? So I see that side of it as well. The last side that I'll throw in there, and I'm not at all comparing Helix to a Virginia Tech and Ohio State to Cathedral, but how many times have you seen, like, if like Virginia Tech beat Ohio State uh, in 2014 at Ohio State, they hammered them, whatever, there wasn't everybody coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, Virginia Tech's better than Ohio State, let's throw them in that ranking. Now, Helix and Cathedral are like two spots away from each other, so it's more like LSU playing Alabama, and whoever wins that game could flip spots. Um, so I think it's very interesting. That being said, I still voted Helix 1, because again, I don't see... I, I, I think head-to-head matters. I think in-section matters. I think you got to win the games. You can't just be crowned. You know, Winning two games against teams out of section does not crown you the champion in this section. It just doesn't. And we'll see how it plays out. Um, so I have Helix 1. I have Cathedral 2. I think their strength of schedule plays way more into it uh, than St. Augustine. I know St. Augustine's blowing the doors off the teams they're playing, but they've played Bonita Vista, 
who's not very uh, they're not up to par with St. Augustine. They played East Lake, who is having a very they're struggling right now to win, get wins. They just beat San Jacinto last week. Um, you know who else have they played? Uh, Loyola of LA. You know they're out of section, and it's but they're like a rating of of kind of around um, you know like a Lincoln or a Madison. So it, like where they're at right now, and then they play Otay Ranch, uh, who lost to Valley Center. Valley Center's only win this season. So I mean look at their schedule, and I compare those schedules. I'm gonna reward Cathedral over that. That being said, I got. Saints coming in at number three. I got Carlsbad four, Steel Canyon five. I really like La Casa Canyon now all of a sudden. We talked about it last week um, and how they got hammered by Cathedral, who's a really good team, and then they play San Clemente really close. They only lose by one, um, and then the, all of a sudden they beat um, you know they beat El Camino, and they look like they're back to uh, firing on all cylinders. So I got LCC six, uh, Mission Hill seven, Grossmont eight, Oceanside nine. I have Vista ten. I think Vista's a, 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 a pretty good team. I like Desmond Taua. They hammered Morse last week. Um, but, you know, for ten for me is almost like a toss-up. I mean, and there's like four other teams I could potentially put there. I'm going to reward Vista because I think uh, they're a pretty good football team. And, of course, they're only lost uh, coming to uh, uh, La Costa Canyon by one point. That's a good top ten. I mean, there's not many. I'm glad to get your approval, but we have pretty much similar top tens every week. Yeah, let me jump right into mine. Uh, after week four, uh, September 14th, I wrote this, and uh, I got Helix number one. Obviously, I mean, everybody's heard me say it. If you want to be the big dog, you got to beat the big dog. And they, you know, Cathedral came in house, and I'm just gonna say they straight played out physical Cathedral, and I think. That game was a little bit more surprising to me that the score wasn't closer, um, in my opinion. You had that touchdown late where Doyle goes for it on 4th and 25 from his own 5-yard line. So yeah. if he punts there um, and Helix trying to run out the clock, it's probably not another score there. But the thing with that game was is Helix put together the perfect game plan. They did an ab- unbelievable job. I thought their coaching staff came out great, and they played a great football game clean game. There wasn't a lot of penalties that they committed. They did their job. They did it right. Uh, They did what they needed to do to slow down Cathedral's offense. And guess what? Every time Cathedral came back in that game, Helix would make a huge play. Um, Cathedral quickly came back, and they came back quicker than Robbie Owens thought they were going to come back. If you see that, uh, uh, he was interviewed by, I think, uh, East County Sports or EC Preps or what have you. He said, they came back faster than I thought they would when it was 24-21. And you know what Helix does? They return a kick 92 yards back. Yeah, right. They, happen, they, yeah. they take the, the they take the momentum back. Um, you can make the argument that Cathedral came in flat, but I'm gonna tell you right now, as poorly as Cathedral played, Helix played a great football game. They played a pretty good football game. Uh, their scheme was good. They ran plays that exploited the question marks on Cathedral's defense, um, especially that first touchdown run they had. The read option, you got Cathedral selling out for L.L. on Noah uh, and some outside linebacker play just not being doing their job, and all of a sudden, Delshawn Trailer's gone for 60 yards for a touchdown. Um, there's a lot of things that, that, that Cathedral needed to figure out in that game, and by the time they made the comeback, like I said, Helix made a couple more plays than they did, and, and we're talking with the Helix coaches after the game. Uh, they were like, we knew we had to play a perfect game, and you guys had to make some mistakes, and, and that's that's the determining factor in that game. And every time in that series, whoever has made mistakes in that series has ended up losing that game. Think about last year. Cathedral beat Helix. If they don't block two punts, they're not beating Helix last year. And it, it's a fun rivalry and a fun game, but I, like I said, I thought Helix played a great football game last week. I'll say this. I think that the game plan going into that for Helix was spread your linebackers to the outside edges. And they knew if they could do that and they could force you guys out that your defense was, oh, that the defense was going to was gonna struggle with the running game. 
Um, and, and I think they did exactly that. When they started using the RPOs, like you said, and the outside linebacker had to crash on that. He made the wrong read. Deshaun Taylor takes to the house. Um, on the flip side of that, I was kind of surprised to see that they didn't use more trap running plays uh, for Cathedral. The two times they did do that, uh, Christian Hall broke it to the house on both of them. It seemed like they kind of abandoned that and, and stayed on the inside run and, and wanted to run the ball up the gut. I don't know if that was, you know, I don't know why Doyle called those plays, but I know that the four times he ran that sweep, he was averaging, I mean, he had two touchdowns on it, and then he had two 15-yard, I believe an 18-yard run on both of those. So that was there. I don't know why Cathedral kind of abandoned that. They only ran it four times the entire game. So that was kind of surprising to me because when they were doing substitutions for Lincoln and Riggins would come out or, or Carroll would come out, you'd see that you'd run that trap, and it was wide open. And the first time they, they uh, what's his, uh, Christian Hall ran that was a 65-yard touchdown run. So he had two long touchdown runs. I was really impressed. I think with it Christian was there. Hall. I think it was there um, a lot more than, and I think that could have been utilized a lot more. You know, I talked to Robbie today. I went out there to give Elion his big pig on campus T-shirt, and I had a chance to chop it up with Robbie. And he's like, you know, it's difficult when you play a team and you know their tendencies. He said, I think you know us playing them so often, we know what they do. They're going to do what they do, and they do it well. So we know exactly what they're going to do, and they had two weeks to prepare for it, whereas the poor Cathedral guys just came off of, you know, a gut-wrenching, I mean, a, a hard-fought game against Saguaro. Then they got to play against Corona Centennial. I mean, listen, these are high school kids at the end of the day, and it is very, very difficult to get your teeth kicked in for three weeks in a row. I think the Cathedral came out a little flat. I don't think they were they were energized. To me, this wasn't the same team I saw against Saguaro or Corona Centennial. Um, I think they kind of just expected to win that game. And then when they played as hard as they did, and look, Cathedral, I mean, Helix wanted to knock off the Giant. And that attitude was there from the opening kickoff. That, hey, you're in our house and nobody makes us pay rent in our house. Uh, the thing with that game that was interesting, and a couple stats came up. Uh, this is now the third year in a row where Cathedral's lost their opening road game. Last year, they lost to La Costa Canyon on the road, game one. year before that, they lost to Del Oro, game one, on the road. I uh, don't know if that's too much of a factor. The other one is they haven't beaten Helix at Helix since 2009 when I was a freshman in high school, and it was the first game of this series. Uh, they have been unable to beat Helix at Helix. I don't know what the deal is. Or, or it's the what, mojo, man. It's, it's the, the Helix mojo. mojo. Uh, the other thing is what we're talking about, is uh, and, uh, and uh, it popped up in my, in my mind, oh, that game was that game was lost during practice that week, and not because they were overconfident going into the game, but you get hyped up. Look, look at you get hyped up for La Costa Canyon, right? They beat you the year before. It's game one. You're hyped up, ready to go. Then you play Saguaro, they're the best team in Arizona, right? You get hyped up, honorable. Let's go, let's get it. Now you're two and zero. Now you're playing the number nine team in the country in Corona Centennial. Uh, they've played teams like Modern Day. Uh, let's go out there. Let's shock the world. Let's get the win. All right. Now I got Helix. We're not. They're not overlooking Helix, but it was almost like uh, they're like, you know, we should win this game, right? We just beat right. these two top teams. Right. And the other thing too, you, you know, you said it right. They came out kind of flat. They didn't come out with their chest puffed out. No. They were just kind of coming out like they just like in the back of their minds, like, yeah, we're, we should win, right? Because we yeah. we just beat these other two right. teams. We should just win. Um, I I, I, I think, think they expected to win. I think they expected to win, but not in an arrogant way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, I don't think, think those kids over there, I mean, listen, I, I know Jordan and Devin and, and those guys over the there. DJ and, and, and DJs. All those guys. And, you know, I saw them. I saw, you know, I guess, I mean, I know those guys, and they, they're not arrogant. They're not pompous. I just think that, you know, when you're a teenage kid, you play a hard, you know, schedule like they had the first three weeks, like you said. 
maybe their emotions weren't as high for this game. Maybe they weren't as amped up. Or for this maybe game. they're emotionally drained. Yeah, and that's well, kind of what you look like at. We talked about yeah. it last week, right? Um, out of their last six games that they played, dating back to last year, granted, a lot of those it's, it's a different team year by year, but a lot of those kids were on those teams. Out of their last six games, aside from La Costa Canyon, the game has gone down to either the final drive or the last play of the game. Think yep. about that. Yep. Narbon, final yep. play of the game. Folsom, final play of the game. Yep. Um, LCC again wasn't, but then you get Saguaro, final play of the game, and then you get Centennial, final play of the game. And what I thought was interesting was Coach Doyle after the game, uh, just talking to some coaches, but he said, you know what, you know, we're trying to get to that level, you know, that modern day Bosco level, that that elite level where you can go in each and every week and be able to have the fortitude and the emotion to play teams that are as good as Centennial every single week, and we're just not there yet. I mean, it's part of their growing process and trying to get the program they want to be, but think about how difficult that is to just go week in and week out. Um, so you know they obviously they're they're young and and they and they uh, they uh, they kind of laid an egg, but to the, for the most part, you know no, I think I, it's I, gonna I, be it's gonna be better for them losing this game now than dropping one later in the year, um, which could totally you know potentially wreck the rest of their year. So I think it's gonna be beneficial. Then. But again, like we said, we're not taking anything away from Helix because I thought Helix played a great game and I think uh, they're a really good football team. And I, I can't wait to see Cathedral, Saints, and Helix in the open. I'm not setting in stone, but I'm telling you right now, those three teams right now look like the, the, the favorite to go through the open. Let's get to the rest of your top ten before we go on more of a tangent. We could talk about Saints and Helix coming up in just a little bit. All right, so let's go to number two. Number two, I got St. Augustine. Okay, they're 4-0, they're undefeated. The only reason I had Helix above them was simply because of strength of schedule. I feel like uh, St. Augustine hasn't really been tested with the top team yet, and uh, they've been playing kind of below and kind of where their program is. So that's why Helix is one, Saints is two. Obviously, with the loss, Cathedral drops to three. At four, it's pretty easy for me to take Carlsbad. Purple Rain over there, I think they're doing a great thing. They're, what, three and one? Three and one? Yep, the only loss they have is to... Uh, Mission Hill, or uh, to Lawndale. Uh, to Lawndale. To Lawndale. Uh, and number five, a newcomer to my my top ten. So we I was not receiving votes. Yeah, number five. Yeah, and that's La Costa Canyon. All right, okay, uh, got La Costa jumped in here. So uh, Steel Canyon at six, Torrey Pines at seven. The big surprise is Lincoln. Lincoln drops from five to eight with the loss. So I got Lincoln at eight now. Grossmont three and zero is staying at nine. I got Madison at two and two, and they round out my top ten. What did you see? That did you see them against Palos Verdes? No. I didn't see him either, but I was. We were talking about that game last week, and, and what could have been a great week for the Western League turned into a terrible week for the Western League. Yeah, two uh, teams lost. Oh, three teams lost. Yeah, because Cathedral lost to Helix. Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a Western League loss. Yeah. Point Loma gets shut out by Rancho Bernardo. I did that's not see that coming. Nothing. I'll be the first one to say. Yes. I didn't see that either. Yes, they tweeted me. They came at me and say, hey, "We heard what you said about the Point Loma game. You said Point Loma was going to be Rancho Bernardo and." Point Loma, got, what happened? Kaden, Gil, what happened, man? They got throttled. So that's another loss. And you know who caught an interesting touchdown in that game? Noah Morris. Noah Morris. He's got a handful. The quarterback. He's caught a handful. And he's, and he's now the wide receiver, the starting wide receiver, like the number one guy on staff. I'm like, this is crazy. He caught one against San Pasqual. I think it was a PPR play of the week type. Uh, I'm just kind of stunned. But the kids athletic. But four of the five Western League teams lost, lost last week. I know. Which is kind of, that takes a Who's huge Who's the only lot Western League team to win? Saints. who they play? Otai. They right. played Otai Ranch. Okay. We'll see what happens with uh, Cathedral. They play Eastlake and Otai coming up the next two weeks. Um, so that's your top ten. Uh, I dropped Tory Pines out. I, I they were they were in a, they were, yeah. I just 
to me, they they they're they're down in terms of having to replace so many teams. And once they start avocado league play, if they start racking up wins. I'll throw him back in there, but again, with the strength of schedule and the way they've been playing, I had to drop him out. I dropped Lincoln out too um, after wow. uh, after last week and, and, and a couple weeks before that. I'd like to see Lincoln bounce back and get some West three and one. Wins. You drop him out of the top ten. Huh? They lose one game. Are you ready to jump ship already? I dropped him down. To, I mean, they're from eight though. I didn't have him at like four. I had him at five. Yeah, so I had him at eight. It's easier to drop a team from eight out than five out. If they were at Ouch. five last week, I wouldn't have dropped them out, but they're at eight for me. Okay. Um, they dropped out as well. Was that loss as surprising to you as everybody seems to think it is? To San Clemente? Yeah. No. I mean, think about it. San Clemente's beat everybody in San Diego. I mean, they're 4-0. They actually should be in the Avocado League. That should I thought, be the, I thought the extra team there, and they should they, add that to should, the Avocado they League. They should just play in the Avocado League. I mean, they, it is what it is. By the way, we want... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I predicate by saying this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. There are some things that have been going around the media right now. Neither Braden or myself feel comfortable, nor we desire to have any of the political conversations around that. We're sticking to football. That's what we do. So those conversations are off limits for us. We're gonna move on to other teams too. Vista, I like. I like Vista. I I, I like them. I I thought they. Um. By the way, I got a text from uh, Jason Taua uh, after, after the win, and he uh, he said uh, he 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 texted me the score, and he was like. He's like, how he about you too? Huh? Yeah, he said, how about that top dog? That's all he said. That's all yeah, I had to say. I, I, know, how about I know. That top I mean, he texts me too. But that's fine. I mean, you got guys. Hey, like, at least they listen. It's right? funny though, because I, I know Ron Burner Jr. is a big fan of our show. He listens all the time, and he's he always like giving us. He's he always giving like us me. smack, man. Hey, he's he'll, always he'll giving go us on, smack. Listen, I think what they won, and I called him to win, and I think I said it was going to be a shootout. Oh, they still won, and he hits me on Twitter saying, "Hey, where's the shootout?" He's a defensive coach. Is that what you call him? He's a D coordinator. If I'm a defensive coach and you say if it's going to be a shootout, I'm like, you take right, it. You taking, taking that offense today, dude? It's a d- defensive coach. We're 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 different than offensive guys. You okay. say that, Westling's like, all right, dude, we're going to score a lot of points. Yeah. You say it to the defensive coach, like, what are you talking about shootout? Yeah, How know. many times you watch a shootout on college football and go, oh, the d- defensive coordinator nightmare right now, right? Yeah. And I've all of a sudden it goes on the DC. Not that the the game's exciting and the two offenses are great. It's always like it's the DC's fault. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be. Well, doing- it is, isn't it? Of two teams are high powered. Here's my thing with the with the high powered offense. Like you in the Big Twelve, your whole job is to figure out how to stop. Think about this way: in the Big Twelve, everybody says nobody plays defense in the Big Twelve, right? Okay, right? Nobody plays defense in the Big Twelve. Listen, man, I watch Big Twelve. I watch Big Ten. Sorry, man. Why do you watch it? That's so boring. Really? Because like seven three games, seven three games. I I worked in the Big Twelve. That's why I'm a Big Twelve fan. Wait, how many national championships do you guys have? Who has the best record right now in any conference? The Big Ten. No, the Big Twelve. They have the oh, best that's record. Right, they play each other. They also have the best record against Power Five opponents out of any conference in that, football. It, okay, take Oklahoma out of there. What do we got? It's the same. Oklahoma actually only has one win added to that. Oh, because well, Texas ain't that great. Come on, yeah, Texas Tech. I, but, uh, Texas, we're getting off tangent TCU. here. Okay, so the, the storyline of the Big Twelve Horn is frogs. they don't play defense, right? Right. Yeah, dude. They're good. Smack Purdue biased, last man. week, dude. Smack Purdue. All right. All With right, a great whatever. defense. Whatever. But here's the thing. You say they don't play defense, then they go play teams in bowl games and they shut teams down and they go, What happened to the hey, defense? That's college football though. Um, 
listen, I'm not getting to my point yet, dude. Come on, dude. You're always you're always trying to fire back before I'm done with my point. My point is when you're running a high tempo, high powered offense, you get the ball way more than teams that run the ball and run the clock. Think about it this way: you go three and out. If a college, if listen, if a team like all right, look at Grossmont. Hurry up and get to your point. Look at Grossmont. If they go three and out, how much time gets taken off the clock? Thirty-five right. seconds. It's teams that run more offensive plays. It's how quick your tempo is. It's not how, if they go fast. The thing is, you're going to have way you get more plays. Yeah, That's what makes a difference. But you're going to do with the defense. But you're going to get more opportunities to score, which means the defense has to stop you more times than they have to stop any team in the SEC. I, SEC if teams you have are a trying better to run. tempo. If you have a faster tempo, I'll agree with that. Yeah, but those are like the high-powered offenses. And if you give up 55 points to a team that runs the ball. Yeah, I'm on your side right there. Okay, well, let's talk high school football then because okay. Patrick Henry gave up 61 points to Morris, and they run the ball. Yeah, that's not a good showing of defense. Right. But if you do a shootout— Do you fire your defensive coordinator because he gave up 61 points? It's high school, points? dude. I'm not firing a lot of people. <laughs> They're volunteers anyway. Dude, most of them are volunteers. <laughs> the guys get paid. What are we like, talking about? Head coaches. Like, hey, let's move I, on. I feel like we're, we're beating a dead horse here. Okay, look, it's high school football. Defense coordinator is Ron Burner Jr. You did a good job. Now, can we move on? We're doing their game in, the, in a couple weeks against Benita Vista. I can't wait to go down there and just have Hey, there's Ron a Burner sophomore Jr. running back. I want you to keep an eye out for down there. Uh, I think his name is— You already talked to me about a receiver they got. Well, Ron Van, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's my dude. But I just found out about a running back that got down there. If his ankle's healthy, that could be an interesting game. I'm excited to see Hilltop. And, and they were so excited for us to uh, email them and contact them um, uh, to go down there and do their game. I think it's going to be a good game between them and Benita. I'm excited to see Drew Westling's undefeated Hilltop Lancers. And what a great job Hilltop's doing down there. They're doing a pretty good job. I mean, you got to listen to Bradley, you know. Get out of here, dude. I'm just saying, man. Bro, I'm just, I'm just I'm saying, throwing some okay? love to Hilltop. How, how, Come on. What's the last every time we week, talked about Hilltop week, on this week? Every week, though? They're 4-0, dude. You know who else I like still? Valhalla. I like their 3 well, Hey, listen. Listen, St. Augustine's 4-0, Mr. Cathedral. That's fine. I don't see you round those in there. Dude, St. Augustine's 4-0, but you got to play somebody. And we're going to find out on Wait Saturday. We're going to find out on Friday. played somebody? It's Hilltop. Okay. Hilltop is playing teams that are right around their competition level where St. Augustine is not. Okay. Right? Is that fair? For the record. I'm surprised you Braden haven't said, said anything about I Kearney didn't. right now. Hey, I am so ready to go in on that. Since you brought it up. <laughs> since you brought it up. They're too, let's I'm, talk about. I'm going to take my bet away. Wait a minute. Hold on. on. <clears throat> they they lost to Montgomery. Dude, they did. Montgomery's so, not bad. The first phone call I had, just so you know, who do you think the first phone call was when I saw that score? When you saw the. the when I saw the final. Like first person you called. First person I called. Berlant. Absolutely. <laughs> you think he answered the phone? Absolutely not. Now, the second person I called, who do you think it was? Was it Coach Gray? Nope. TJ McKay. Uh, Montgomery. And boy, man, that dude didn't sleep all night long. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying that was a huge win for the Montgomery That's a program. Good win for them. Props out to Freddie Dunko, Demarco Sampson. They came to play. I mean, that game was incredible. I really do believe that it came down to special teams. Um, I don't know why you kicked the ball to that big old running back they got. That dude's a monster. Don't put the ball in his hands. I'm not doing that. And then the other one that that Curdy put on the ground. Special teams play, man. And you know what? I hate to say it, and this is an excuse, but there are a lot of injury bugs over Kearney right now. They do have a lot of guys that are hurt. And listen, you just at, don't a want to like, phone call. at a school like Kearney, when you lose your ones, the difference from your ones to your threes is the difference from a varsity player to a JV player. That's a big deal when you play at a school like Kearney. So. That's, a, that's a lot of schools now. It's just like with the dead Kearney's, numbers. it's and, really, I, listen, the well, threes are. it's like Crawford, are, right? It's like yeah. Crawford losing a guy. It's 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 tough, Hoover and you can't you can't replace a one. No, so if you got seven, not. eight dudes out, I don't know. Can you run with them? With that said, I'll tell you the one. I want to quote one person, and he said one simple thing. That was uh, Chris. 
That is the worst loss of my high school coaching career. Really? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. And I'll tell you what. We had a photo shoot scheduled Sunday. He canceled the photo shoot. I think he's in hiding somewhere because he's just like completely off the radar right Here, now. Here's my thing: if I'm coach, Twitter, if no I'm Facebook. coaching a team and my team loses, and the first, and I get a phone call from you in the next 15 minutes after my I'm, hang up, did go to ring. I'm not I'm really. Not you don't to want to talk to me because you know what's unless, coming or unless, what? Yeah. Well, here's if you do it uh, if you do it nicely, and I can just sit there and vent to you about something. All right, but if you're just gonna come in there to gloat. Um, Dude, I got um, boxing gloves on coming from the knockout. <laughs> Everybody knows that. When you see that, listen, why do you think Burner doesn't answer the phone, senior answer the phone when I call him? Well, you know? El Cap's got their own, they're they're in trouble. Uh, I'm, uh, I already got blown up on Twitter once about that, or uh, Facebook and the coach's corner once about that, so I might leave that one alone. Yeah, leave, leave, leave things alone, dude. We don't need to be stirring up stuff. We got a lot of fans right now with our high school football podcast. Are they fans or they just want to hear what entertaining? Wait. You saw, you saw what I'm telling everybody, right? You see the hashtag that I'm using? Which one is that? Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> um, any other games stick out to you last week? Uh, besides, we talked about Helix and Cathedral. Um, we talked about you know Hilltop beating Valhalla. Uh, what what else you got for me? Any any games that stick out to you? What about Carlsbad Mission Hills? What I about that surprised. game? I wasn't. Surprised. I was surprised either. And I, I, I was surprised the amount of text messages I got from fans and, and parents. Well, of, it went of against your headline. Hills. It went against your headline for Monday. Eh, well, I had. I tried to motivate them. What do you want me to say? I tried to motivate them. Like, hey, Mission part of Hills, my job is to motivate them. And, what was your headline again? Man, like, Mission I mean, Hills makes a statement or something. Yeah, like that. And, and they made a statement, all right, but it wasn't the right statement. They scored faster than the you guys could get there. I wouldn't. Me, I wouldn't there. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just KUSI. That's how fast they scored. No comment. No comment on the matter. No comment. Uh, but they you jumped out to a wait, 7 you try, you try going up to 15 on, on a Friday night at, at 4 o'clock? Uh, no, that sounds good terrible. Good luck with that. It's not a good Or oh, what about the 5? To get to Mission Hills? It was at Carlsbad. Oh, was it? It's uh, even worse. That's even, yeah, that is that's worse. Even worse. That is even worse. I'm not traveling to 5, man. 5 uh, north, five, 5 south. Eight of, anyway, Carlsbad. Let's get back on track. Carlsbad and Mission Hills. I do want to give a shout-out to Carlsbad real quick uh, before we move on from that game. Um, the Carlsbad loud crowd. I see you guys. Those guys are nuts. I see Those guys you guys. Are the best. I appreciate um, you hitting my DMs this morning, asking me when I was finally <laughs> going to come to a game. So, for the record, I'm going to say it right here. I told you guys this morning, October 18th, your homecoming. I will be at Carlsbad for my first game at Carlsbad. I'll be at uh, Cathedral and Saints for Wait. the Charity Bowl. I thought that was the 10th. It's October 18th. You mean I'm going to miss the Holy Bowl to go there? So you're missing the Charity Bowl to go to Carlsbad. You might have to wait, rearrange wait, your Wait, schedule. since when did this thing come become the Charity Bowl? You can't just rename the Holy Bowl. It's always been the Charity Bowl. No, it's the yes. Holy Bowl. Ask anybody that graduated uni or Saints back in the 1970s, 80s, 90s, Bro, you early weren't born in the 70s. How you going to I'm just say telling that? you because my mom went to uni. Ask anybody, anybody. They know it as the Charity Bowl. And then a news organization came around. And started calling it the Holy Bowl. And well, yeah. since then, it's been the Holy Bowl. But exactly. it's originally the Charity Bowl. You're boring me. If I say Holy Bowl, I my mom slaps me. I got to say Charity Bowl. I okay. also am not allowed to wear a uni hat because I didn't go to uni. The Don's alumni hats, are the, they got the U on it yeah. for uni. Yeah, uh, but I didn't, go to, I didn't go to uni. Your, your helmets have the U on it. Yeah, that's... That's a different subject. Let's let's uh, let's keep moving on. So Carl, right Carl's on. Carlsbad and Mission Hills. Um, Carlsbad gets in a seven nothing deficit, and they score seventeen unanswered. I thought the winner of that game was going to win the Avocado League. Do you see Carlsbad running the table now? I do. I don't think anybody's going to stop in the Avocado. What about Lacosta Canyon? Nope, they're too physical for Lacosta Canyon. You don't want to play devil's advocate? Nope, not at Who's all. Who's the best team that could potentially catch them? 
There's nobody in Alcala. That's, it. That's it. Set in stone. It's right now. Give it to right. The title. They got the fort. They got the show up in the there open. and give them a big bag of avocados and just say, "Hey, here it is. The avocado league's yours." That yes, should be Burner. their. That should yes. be their trophy. Gladney can get mad at me. Hauser, you can get mad at me. Uh, the guy over Mission Hills, you all can, can all get mad at me. I know it's only week five, but hey, nobody's beat him yet in in league. So until you do, what's my rule? You, in you order gotta to beat the, the big dog. Yeah. You gotta beat. So the big somebody's got to beat Carl's bet. And then I'll shut my mouth. Yeah, I like that idea though. They should have a giant bowl and the trophy and fill it with avocados, and everyone's the avocado league as the avocado. Bowl. You know the only problem with that. It cost a fortune. No, somebody in the Western League would would mix it up and make guacamole. Oh, really? <laughs> Is that a Jordan Allen if reference? If you know, guacamole. Oh, let's see if anybody would pick it up. All right. Uh, any other games that stick out to you from last week? Uh, no, that's pretty much about it. I mean, I listen. There, it was a big week for for big games last week, so I kind of only had my my eyes on a few games. Um, you know, obviously the top tens were were kind of where I was at uh, my, most of my focus last week. So if I didn't get to your guys' game, oh, big shots out to El Cajon Valley. They're still doing their thing out there. Want to give them a little love. Um, I think both of us only had them winning what one or two games. El Cajon Valley, I th- yeah, I think they're what four and zero now. Four and zero now. Yeah, and then the other one, obviously, um, Bishops has a bye this week, so they won't be playing. But Tyler Buckner's still playing at an incredible high level. And then uh, Tank Amari in two games. I don't know if you saw it. Kid got offer from BYU. That's right. As a true freshman. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's get to, um, do you want to get to our uh, our topic of discussion with uh, going against the uh, Trinity League schools, or do you want to get to some let's game go. picks? No, let's, let's go. go to Trinity, Trinity right, League. So we coming for you. Here's the deal. So if you were to combine Helix, Saints, and Cathedral, and you combine their coaching staffs, let's just say you got like 200 kids on the team, whatever, it's a giant staff. Let's go. Uh, you got the best players playing in the best spots. Let's go. Do the Dons, uh, Highlanders, and Saintsmen beat Bosco or Modern Day. I'm not saying a combined Modern Day Bosco. I'm saying beat one or the other. Do they have the capability of doing that, or are we just, you know, blowing smoke? I'm not blowing smoke, but yes, we would beat a Bosco. I think we would beat... You think you, do you think they could beat them? Absolutely do. 100%. With our coaching staff, with the kids we have on here, with our top echelon players. If you take the top echelon players, you put them on one team between, you know, you got... DJ Ralph, you got Angelo Peraza, you've got Delshawn Trailer, you've got I mean names after names. Well, think after about names it after this: Sammy Scave. You've let's, got let's let's go, let's you just put break those it three down. together. So your quarterback is essentially probably DJ Ralph. He can throw the ball right. He's yeah, a more two system quarterback. So I, I would throw Peraza in there because you can I throw like Peraza the way his in there and like is. third down or, or certain packages have run all over the place. Yep. Well, let's just say in case in point, DJ Ralph's your quarterback. You got L. Elion Noah in the backfield. Yep. You got an no, offense. I got two. I got two. I'm running a two back set because I'm going to take Elion and I'm going to take Xavier. You're going to take Xavier, and then you got Christian. Hall that can throw in there. You yep. got Byron Caldwell you can throw in there. Yep. You got um uh you can even have Delshawn run the ball if you wanted to. Uh, but but sincerely but on case in point, your best running back's L. Elion Noah. That's okay. a pretty good spot. Yep. Then you go to uh the offensive line. Uh you got uh, Anthony Lombardo, who's a huge dude for Helix. You got Logan Burzins and Holden Brosnan from Cathedral and Saints usually has a handful of guys. Monsters. Uh you can throw uh two guys from Saints in there as well. Your offensive line's pretty good. Who's your tight end? Then your receiving core. You're forgetting your tight end. Alex Gazelle? No. Or who do you got? Ann Baxter. Ann Baxter. That's Come on, right. Man. Quit That's sleeping. Right. Don't sleep on my boy. And then uh your rece- well, your rece- your entire receiving core is um really good. 
You got Samuel Scaife, yep. right? You got uh, the three-headed monster for Helix and Jahari Hill. You also got – I really liked um, Scott. What's his first name? Uh, it wasn't Rashad. It's the other kid from Vegas. Uh, Isaiah Scott? No. Uh, he knows who we're talking about. Scott. Yeah, coaches know who he yeah. is. Scott. Scott. He, Scott I thought he did a great job. So uh, did I. I think they well. set him up a couple of times on some of those passes. I was like – don't get him killed, please. Right, exactly. But you have it. I think offensively they'll be able to score. Here's where I here's where I think you have a little bit of a problem. The difference between Bosco and Modern Day is their defensive front. Their defensive front is going to mm. be way better mm. than any. And I know they're not going against our high school all star defensive front. Right. But you're going to run into some issues with defensive linemen being as elite as their O-linemen and having linebackers and uh, outside guys. and, and, it, and I, I think skill guys we could probably match up. It's just when you start running into the depth of the line, as we have three combined teams, it might run into an issue for the defensive line. I would agree. I think their defensive lines are going to be better than ours. I don't think – I mean, defensive linemen is not something we're known for, especially size right. on our defensive line. I mean, we could probably go out and get a kid like Harrison from Carlsbad or, you know, go out to Mission Hills and get a shot. Hey, Sayo we're not doing somebody. an all-all-star team. Come we're on, just man. doing a couple I mean, teams. You know, if you do an all-all-star team, uh, still close. I think it's a lot closer. D-line but, play, I don't I, – I But think D-line play is a problem. Now, how is that going to affect the overall game? I think their offensive line is going to get to our, our linebackers. And, and make you know it's if they run the ball we're going to be in trouble. If they put the ball in the air, I'll take our DBs. I'll take Tyson McWilliams. I'll take Malachi. I'll take Deshaun Swafford. I think our our, our DBs can handle anybody uh, in the Trinity League. Plus, you got Delshawn Trailer and LLA. I know they can play Boom. defensive back as well. Uh, I I agree with that. I I, I still think they uh, they edge us. But again. It's a fun hypothetical thing. I think we could both agree on the fact that I would watch the heck out of that game. That'd yep. be a fun game to watch. Absolutely. And of course, they're not all wearing the same uniform. They'd have the Scotty and the and the Don and then the gold helmets. What do you think? I, I don't know about that, dude. Man. That'd be okay. Have they can have know. the same jerseys, but the helmets got to be different. They leave them in their high school jerseys. Let dude. them play in their high school jerseys and just have one like blue all star helmet. See, I like the different helmets more. Than I like the different jerseys. Yeah. You don't like that? No. Nah. Oh, dude. The and I want the names on the jerseys, too. That's fine. If we're going to do this, let's put names on these things. Well, you got to put a patch on each side that distinguishes what school. Let's uh, but go. we're getting out of hand on that. But I think it would be a fun little thing to get to. Let's That'd get awesome. to uh, the, the games. We're going to save Saints and uh, uh, Helix for the end. Uh, I like this LaCosta Canyon at Oceanside game. I think LaCosta Canyon... Uh, might be better than a lot of people think. I think they win this game against Oceanside. Um, but what's going to be a fun matchup is Ozzy Nichols against uh, Kavika Tua. You want my take on this game? I brought up the game. Why wouldn't I want your take on it? Smart. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is my upset of the week right here. Right, I'm so not going to go with the front runner and take Lacasta in this. Okay. I think I think they're primed for an upset right now, and I think Kavika Tua is the player that's going to do that. You know, Ozzy's been out for a little bit. We don't know how effective he's going to be. We don't know if that needs 100%. I, you know, there's a lot of question marks around Ozzy right now. I'm going to take Oceanside in this one, and I'm going to say they're going to win 35-21. I think they score by. I think they win by two touchdowns in this game, and I think Oceanside reestablished themselves as an elite program here in San Diego. It's going to be a huge win for them and a statement win for them to bring them back in my top ten. Two weeks, uh, two weeks to prepare. By the way, didn't we bet on the LCC uh, El Camino game last week? Yeah, we did. I think you owe me a burger or burrito. I think I do too. All right, that's fine. I'll be wearing the San Diego High shirt at the end of the at the end hey, of the year anyway. Hey, so. <laughs> hey. Did you say Kearney was going to beat San Diego? I did. I didn't Listen, think Kearney would lose to Montgomery. I only got one word right now: Montgomery. <laughs> wait, did you wait? I got to ask. Since you were here in studio, 
I want you to tell the entire world what shirt was I wearing when I came into the studio last week. The yes. Station. Yes. You were wearing a Montgomery Aztec, Aztec shirt. shirt. And and the reason why, we can even bring in Scraby, who uh, produces yep. the Gwyn and Chris show, and yep. he's like, oh, yeah, Aztecs, I got it. No, dude, we're not talking San Diego State. We're yep. talking Montgomery. And you so can you tell hear that, Freddie DeMarco? He had it on. I I'm was not, wearing and repping not, your brand when I came in if here. If you want to know, talk to uh, Matt Scraby as well. Uh, let's, let's keep going through some of these games here. I'm just kind of looking through and, and seeing if anything catches my eye as we roll through it. Um, what about... Nah, I don't really like that game anymore. Which one? Well, here, what about this one? What about Sampa Squad at Orange Glen? <laughs> Battle at uh, Escondido. Dude. Dude, no love for Escondido? Dude. Escondido got molly last week, didn't they? Who? Mo- Escondido. Orange Orange Glen? No, Escondido. I think Sampa, both of them. It's Sampa Squad. at Orange No, Glen. last week. Or, I want to say... The game we're picking is Sampa Squad at Orange Glen. If you had internet, I'd be able to look this up Dude, right that's, now. That's that's above my pay grade. Whatever. You don't have your I didn't phone? know we were back in the Stone Ages. Dude, you have a beautiful view. That is true. There is a yeah, beautiful take the, view. Look at the there sunset. It's nice. Squirrel. <laughs> you don't like... Sa- All right, so listen, you don't want to talk about Sampa no, Squad I, or listen, we'll talk about the game. game. We'll it's talk about the game. game. You know, we, we've kind of covered this before. I mean, Orange Glen at Sampa Squall, Um it's a toss-up for me. I mean, these programs are only uh, separated by, I think, about six miles. I think San Francisco is right there off the freeway. You go I go a little bit further north, a little bit further east to get to Orange Glen. Um, I will give the nod to K.O. Patterson and uh, Orange Glen in this game. I think that they've played in big games. They obviously played for state last year. Um, you know, they're coming off a really tough loss off of San Diego last week where they – it was a complete shootout. I think between both teams, they almost put 100 points on the board or maybe even a little more. Uh, K.O. Patterson really wants to win games. The kid's got an incredible work ethic. He is one of the most competitive kids I've ever seen come, you know, play high school football. He's not going to want to lose two games in a row. With that said, I'm taking Orange Glen to beat San Pesqua. I'm going to take Orange Glen as well. I keep looking through here. What about um, Valhalla at Mount Miguel? Is that an intriguing matchup to you? Guess who I saw today, speaking of Mount Miguel. Who would you see? Troy Starr. Really? And get this, guess where he was? Studio? No. He was at Helix. Really? That was the most bizarre thing. I'm, That's I'm right. Talking you didn't to go to Robbie. today. I'm talking to Robbie, and this guy walks up. He's top doggy dog. And by the way, he's the only person in San Diego County that can call me top doggy dog because he is Troy Starr. I'm glad I'm glad you uh, put that out there because everybody was I about know, to call you top doggy dog. D- yeah, don't please don't do that. Don't even encourage <laughs> that, Superintendent. Don't even I'm not even bring us in the next that, podcast. Okay? There's top doggy dog. Top doggy. Snoop. Oh. Top dog. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, don't you don't want to hear me save say your it. rapping career for later. I will. I'm 44 years old, man. I don't rap. It's Come over. On. <laughs> Come on. I'm not 21. I'm not you know T Pain or any of them guys. So I'm good. Uh, with that said, um, Mount Miguel's been up. They've been down. They've been up. They've been down. They're just too inconsistent for me. I think that Valhalla coming off the loss to Hilltop, they're going to try to reestablish a run early. I don't see the linebacking core at Mount Miguel being able to stop them. Um, they're going to try to put in the box because they do believe that Valhalla is one dimensional. Even with that said. The offensive line push that they're going to get in the right side of that line is going to open up off tackle right, and they're going to run for close to 200 yards, and Valhalla wins that game. Scripps Ranch hosting La Jolla, the rematch of the game a year ago that ended on the debacle that was a uh, kneel down that ended up being not a kneel down and all the craziness. I know uh, Coach Gardner and the Falcons remember that game especially and definitely want to get this win. They're 4-0, by the way. And after this week, they're going to be five and zero. They're probably taking be five Scripps and zero. Ranch over. Listen, I what about that win Atlanta. last week? What about it? Beat Mira Mesa last week. Good yeah, win for them. They did. Uh, I think we or called Mira that. Mesa I think both down. of us. Yeah, we both, both of us called, called that. that. Um, 
you know, I just, like I said, you know, speaking of Mary Mesa, I, I don't know how, how good of a measuring stick is that for, for Scripps Ranch? I don't think that's a really good measuring stick. I, I look at the, the, the Mary Mesa program right now. They're really, really young. And their best player wasn't even playing in that game. He was suspended because he got in an mm-hmm. altercation with a player a couple right. weeks before. So he was out that game. You know, Mira Mesa's got um, Steel Canyon coming up next. You know, I they just they just have more dudes. I mean, the bottom line is they, they've got a lot of really talented athletes over at Scripps Ranch. Marlon's doing a good job, you know, keeping the ship moving in the right direction. Recruiting uh, on campus, getting more kids to play. More, and some... I mean, incredible size. You got six four. You got six five. You got dudes that you know, football players. You know, right. not track guys, not basketball guys. Who's coming out for football, but real football players. And I think that's tough when you've got more numbers than the other team and more guys that can play skills. So, I don't think it was a good measure of success or, or level to kind of where they are. I don't think the La Jolla is going to be a big measure of success. With that said, that. too, I, like I said, I don't. Yeah, La Jolla's got some dudes. They got a few dudes, but you know, let's see if they can get to the, the season healthy with that gauntlet schedule they have. To me, they've got one of the worst schedules in, you know, Southern California. Who, I mean, Scripps? Uh, no, uh, La, Jolla. La Jolla. They've got a – after this week, I think they, they played Mir Mesa, Morris, Lincoln, Christian in a row. And I'm like, dude, I don't know how – with the numbers you have and the and the size on your offensive line and your secondary, it's like, dude, how are you going to get through this without getting, you know, five or six kids banged up? Right. And, you know, and to credit them, those kids are tough. Over at Loya, you know, I've been around them. I had a chance to spend time with a lot of those kids. They are tough kids. They don't just roll over. But it's hard when when maybe you don't match up with some of the skill guys that can run a, a four five or a four seven laser, you know. So the war of attrition is taking its toll. I think over at Loya. I don't know how many guys are going to finish with the season. With that said, I think that the juggernaut that is uh, Scripps Ranch Falcons right now uh, rolls in this one, and I don't think it's going to be close. I actually think this is actually going to be a blowout. Uh, I'm saying 49-7 or 49-14. Let's get to um last one before we give, uh, break down St. Augustine and Helix. Uh, let's talk about Monta Vista. Monta Vista looking for, uh, they're going to play at Imperial. they got to travel out to Imperial, of course. They're going to try to get a win for their head coach, Ron Hamamoto, to tie Shacklets or take the lead? I think it's tie. I think he's at 299 right now, right? Yeah, he's pretty close. Yeah, he's somewhere in there. I think it's. I think this one is to take. I think they're tied right now. Oh, he's trying to take the and lead. And I think he would be wins. the all-time winningest coach in San Diego County history. Do you think they do it this weekend against Imperial? Yes. Yes, I saw Imperial early on. You know, when they were in preseason. Now, grant, mind you, it's preseason, but they're not a really physical football team. Um, they don't have the skill guys that's going to match up. I don't think they're going to be able to stop the running game. Hamamoto knows exactly what he's doing, and how he runs his offense, and he's very diligent and mysterious about how he does things. With that said, I, I think that Monte Vista goes out there and gets him his 300th career win, and he becomes the all-time winningest coach in San Diego County history. What a career for him, by the way. Every school that he's been at, he's either taken to or won a CIF championship. This is very true. You know what school he was at 11 years ago? Lincoln. That's right. He was a Lincoln Hornet head coach. That's right. He was going against teams that I was playing on. Yeah, that wasn't fun back then. No, but he was taking them to CIF championships. He was. Tyree and, and Tyrell and, Robinson. And remember guys on those Hamamoto teams? is one heck of a coach. I attach off to him. At much uni, respect. When he yep. was at uni, he was winning championships, yep. or went to him when he was at Rancho Bernardo. He took him to championships. Lincoln, he took him to championships. Monta Vista, we just saw, uh, he took him to championships. He he, wherever he goes, he wins. Does he have some down years? He has some down years, just like every coach. But what a, what an unbelievable career, and to be associated with Coach John Shacklett, who had uh, some of the best teams we have ever seen here in San Diego he had County. The best in the team 90s. I ever played against, right? Uh, we played against, and you're the not the only one to say that. I we can played tell you against that. the 1990 uh, Morris Tigers that were number five in the nation, and they absolutely mollywhopped us, right? 
I I, I coached with a, a guy on my uh, a JV staff who played at uni, and he said that was like the best team I've ever seen. I mean, they, they kicked the living doors off of us, right? They were tough. Um, they were disciplined. They were nasty. They were mean. And my dad's coached against those teams. They I mean, would e- eat everybody, your own liver. They would eat their own liver to beat you. Do you ever find it funny or hard to believe like when, when kids, and my dad tells me this all the time, uh, when you think about like a team like Sweetwater who used to be so good in the 80s and you think about a team like El Camino that used to be so dominant and Fallbrook used to be in almost every CIF championship, Big Red up in Vista and you see them now and then you bring that up and kids are like, really? Sweetwater? Right. I mean, Sweetwater in the 80s was a the, the, that program, team yeah. was the team. That yep. was the team that you had to Poly beat. Nation. That team was legit. Absolutely. Um, you know, El Camino had a, had some teams. You know, Vista had some teams. Uh, Rancho Buena Vista every once in a while came up. When Dave Roberts the manager yep. of the Los Angeles yep. Dodgers was the quarterback of that team. Yep. That was crazy. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Lincoln, when they had – how many Heisman Trophy winners has Lincoln had and, and NFL two. players that they've had? 19 players in the NFL, two players that won the Heisman. Right. You got Hall of Famers coming yep. out of there. Marcus uh, Allen, Terrell Davis. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, just these programs. And now, I mean, Lincoln's back up. And Morris, we saw him in the CF Championship last year. Um, but, like, it, it, it's, it just kind of stinks when you see, like, teams like Fallbrook struggle like they've yeah. been doing. Um, and Sweetwater. I mean, Sweetwater well, – so I think good. Crawford used to be good. I think back in the a day. lot of this has to do with though with the population expansion in the city of San Diego, us moving more into rural areas and more you know high schools coming about. I mean, some of the high schools you're talking about now, like Olympian wasn't around, East right. Lake wasn't around, right. you know, Modern Day wasn't around. So Sweetwater got all those kids from the South Bay, and all of a sudden they start spreading. Right, thin. so you start you start you know getting more high schools and more kids and more people in the community, and you start having three, four high schools, whereas those kids used to go to one high school. Right, you know, you talk about Crawford. Crawford was genuinely the inner city. Mm-hmm. And so you, they would have, you know, two, three hundred kids show up for football tryouts. Dude, there's no such thing as football tryouts anymore. You have to go on your own campus and recruit players to come you play football. You got to get enough, just to have enough guys you, to play. You know, when, when Shacklett used to have football tryouts at, at Morris, no kidding, there would be 300 guys. Right. At a, at a football, I want you to think about that for a minute. There's not even 300 foot people, football players in the entire program. In some of, most of the programs in San Diego. These, they would have 300 just to try out for varsity. So I think football, I think obviously the, the, the era of the concussion syndrome tremendously hurt our numbers across I so the board. Um, I think that Do you think those numbers will is, come back at all? No. It's just permanently done. It, it's done. I think we lost a good 30 to 40% of our players will never come back to football. And that's sad too because I think a lot of that now with the game the way it is and how safe it is and with the equipment that's being developed that – you know the game has never been safer than it has hey, been today. You might, you never know. You might start getting more kids to play with the you know, with the new safety and stuff. It's it, interesting. I, I find it like it kind of circles, circulates, and kind of goes through phases. I don't know. I mean, the numbers were ridiculous when I played. I mean, we mm-hmm. would walk, we look across the field. We played a Christian. They had 110 kids, right? And you're like, good lord! Like they could literally roll out five starting offenses, mm-hmm. and you're like, what is going on? Now you look out there, they got 28 kids. I think a lot of it has to do with the amount of schools we have in comparison, like you were saying, in, in a mix with the, the concussion thing. Uh, but we've talked about how, and, and not to knock Del Norte, uh, any but Del Norte opening up and Westview opening up in the um, you know the Poway Unified School District completely crippled all those teams in that area because now you're starting to pull. Now the, the talent spread thin. 
Um, and then you have more opportunity. Like the reason why Carlsbad still really great is the only school They're that's in the there island, yeah. is Sage Creek. Yeah, and they don't have football. Right, not anymore. They did at one point. They don't, but they don't have football, right? So they don't have. I mean, they have the field for it and everything for it, but they don't have football. Um, Pacific Ridge is up there. They don't have football. Um, you might see more of those. And, and then the other thing that listen, kids are going to say Joe aren't playing football anyway. Right, Canyon Crest Academy is down the street from Cathedral and Torrey. They have the option to play at either of those schools, but I mean, we never had a Canyon Crest kid on my team. I think maybe like one or two went to Torrey to play. Yeah. Um, but that actually hurts some of the other programs though too. I was talking with the Canyon Crest um, assistant baseball coach. He says, I, I don't get enough kids because we don't have football. Because at the end of the day, I got two schools down the street that are just as good as me at baseball, if not better, that also have football. So if the kid wants to play football, where is he going to go? Yeah. I'm going to go to Torrey. I'm going to go to Cathedral. I'm not going to CC. And also, I think the, the economics of football have changed over the years. I think it's a lot, you know, it costs a lot more for uh, insurance for football programs. Mm-hmm. There's not as many. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, economic factors that go into that as well. You know, All that and I safe feel, gear that you have is I a lot more bad. expensive. I feel really bad for head coaches nowadays mm-hmm. because not only do you have to coach your kids and teach character and all that, but you also have to fundraise. And so you're constantly trying to – you're constantly asking the community and your parents for money, and it, it kind of feels like you know, you're, you're, you're begging on the side of the freeway. Right. And, and I feel bad for him. That's why anytime I can try to help raise money for programs, like when I do the schedule posters for all these different high schools and stuff, I charge a penny, like pennies on the dollar for how much work it costs me. But then I go out there and let them sell the advertising on those things so right. they can make money. I, I know that football, we, we really need an ecosystem that's financial, that supports itself. You know, And I tell people, listen, support the businesses that support your program. Spend your money or people spend money on you. Let's get to uh, our game of the week. Uh, it's the uh, dun, hands-on dun, dun. game. It's going to be the best game. Of course, uh, 97.3, the fan is going to go to Kearney for Kearney and University City. Just down the street from this game, we're going to have this game look better on paper when we pick the game. I'm not bailing on a school once I said I'm going to go there, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, we, we got to support everybody, give everybody some love. Mm-hmm. We just did Helix last week. Anyway, uh, Helix and Saints. This game is very intriguing because there's so many factors that could potentially play out, and you start overthinking. There's like, who do you think is going to win? Uh, for me, I think Saints is going to have a hard time st- time stopping El Elyon. No, but I'll tell you right now, their defense is built perfectly for Helix's offense. They load the box and they man up. Um, I like Cameron Brown. I think he's an athlete, but I don't think he's the best passer in the world. I think that plays into a factor for St. Augustine because if you bring the house and you make him try to throw the ball, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a problematic for Helix's offense. That being said, here's the difference maker. It's L. Elion Noah. When L. Elion Noah played St. Augustine and he was healthy, what happened? They won. They won. They won soundly. But well, when hold, El on, Elion, hold, hold when on. El Elion Noah played them in the in the CIF championship game, and he was banged up because he was run into the ground for are, the are long time. Are you saying that playoffs. he looks as a one trick pony? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying when you have a guy like El Elion Noah, it's a huge factor. Okay. Same thing with Cathedral not having Sean Poma. Over the last two years, think about it over the last couple of years when they didn't have Sean Poma. What was that team like? Go ahead. What did they do I, I, when they didn't yeah, have Sean? I understand. I understand. It's not, I, but here's the it's deal. not like I, I they're a one-trick team, pony. It's not like they're a one-trick pony. Their running game this team this year is more balanced. They're not relying on one guy. They, they might not have a home run threat, but I think overall they're a better rushing team this year than just hand a ball off to some guy and let him truck eight guys to get to the end Well, zone. they're not going to give him the ball 50 times, right? No. They're not going to give him the ball 40 times. They might give him this week the ball 30 times, but I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter – I have never seen that guy get tackled one-on-one 
in every game I've seen, I've never seen one-on-one tackle to get L.L. No on the ground. I have also never seen him. I've only seen him a handful of times. Is I've he never the seen best him get high ta- school football player in San Diego? Is he the best player or the best running back? Best player. You know he's a two-way player, so he ain't just a running back. Um, Want to come back to that? Add that into the show? Well, the thing with him is I think he is... If you add him to any team, he's gonna he's gonna make that team drastically better. Absolutely. So that's the question: Is he yeah, the best I, player? Is I, he I, the MVP? I think he is. I would have to agree because he is he is. Uh, and he you is, know, t- let me tell you how, how many, bad. How many times? Like, ha- have you ever seen him get tackled one on one? Have Dude, you ever seen one kid, guy bring him kid, down? First of all, the kid has another gear. Right. That most high school football players. He's got don't another have. gear when he makes contact with somebody. Yeah. All of a sudden, wait, it's wait. like he revs it up. If you don't believe me. Go ask number twenty one on Cathedral. What he did that poor kid on the freaking goal line was poor. Poor Emiliano. That was. Ba- I felt bad for that kid, man. <laughs> I really felt bad for him. I think I even tweeted. I was like, you know, dang, e, why you got to do the kid like that? I talked to my brother about it because uh, he's played him a handful of times in his career, and he said every time he's like, that is the hardest dude to tackle, yeah. just straight up. And he's yeah. like, you can't arm tackle. And, him. and he said he's gone against a lot of big dudes at like Sarah Gardena. He went right. against guys at Narbonne that were yep. going to D one schools. The guys at Folsom. He said the kid that hurt the most to tackle, like if you hit him, it still it still hurt, was El Elyon Noah. That yeah. guy is so hard to bring down. And that's why I, Saints could put 10 guys on him. He's still getting at least two yards a pop. Yeah. Well, all right. So my take on this game. Okay. This, I, I would tell you, there's two defensive coordinators in San Diego that I have probably the most utmost respect for. That's obviously defensive coordinator up at, at – um, Cathedral, John Montali. Montali, I got, and I've been very vocal about that. I think he's one of the best in Southern California. The other one that I'm gonna have to say is one of the craziest dudes in San Diego. That he doesn't care. He'll run cover zero on you and and bring nine guys after your quarterback, and that's Sean Fumato. So it's hard for me to bet against the Sean Fumato defense. Sean Fumato knows the tendencies of Helix. He knows exactly what they have. He's one of the best X's and O guys in San Diego County. He's gonna bring the kitchen sink after them. I'll tell you this. I think this game is going to be a hell of a lot closer than people think it is. I think it's going to come down to a costly turnover. What I think is going to happen, because it's so close, I think Helix is going to press on this game. Cameron's going to make a mistake. Tyson Williams is going to pick him off, take it the other way. Saints is going to beat Helix, and they're going to be your number one team. I think Saints is going to beat Helix, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to think because I think their defense plays perfectly into uh, um, Helix's offense. The teams that beat Saints are the teams that can throw. Yeah. Because as as much as you you talk about Sean Pomano, he's a good guy, what have you. Um, when you get extra bullish like that and bring the house every time, you leave a lot of things open a lot for of the guys pass. On islands, yep. And there's a lot of guys open all the time against that defense. Um, I think a handful of times they get rewarded by the competition that they've played so far. Um, I don't want to knock Saints too much, but I think um, this offense for Helix plays perfectly into Saints' defense. Perfectly. I, I, and and here's the thing. El Elyon Noah is a game changer, but... So is Byron they're, Cardwell. They're going to eventually get that guy on the ground. That's yep. the thing. As long as they get him on the ground and prevent big plays from LL on Noah. And do you see the push make, lately? And if they make if they make Helix have to drive the ball down the field, they're in good shape because I think they're going to be able to score on that Helix defense. I, I really do. I think Saints will win this game because of, like you said, I think Cameron Brown probably makes a mistake first. And the other thing I, I think playing into it is I think we'll see how it goes with Helix, but it's like you put all your, your – your, you have two weeks prepared cathedral you want to beat them it's a big game whatever um we'll see if they have a hangover game uh 
I hope they don't. I think it's going to be a great football game, but we'll see if they come out flat. We'll see if they, they, they can play the same game that they play. It's tough to put two great games back-to-back So my MVP together. of this game, I want to drop it right now so everybody sees it, is Mike Lambaxter. The tight end is going to catch 8 to 10 passes for over 200 yards and a couple of tubs. How many times was Cathedral's tight end wide, wide open? open? Wide open. Didn't even of, utilize him. They hit him once for a gain of about 30 yards. They had old, uh, they had a couple other ones where he's and wide slant, open. The and the slant they, was there. And they had a couple other times where there was miscommunication between uh, the tight end and, and DJ. And there was a couple other times that they ran a quick slant to one of their wideouts. The ball just dropped. Yeah. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. But I, I, I like your call right there with Ambex here. I, I, I think um, – and the other thing is, too – is uh, fast and as athletic Helix's defense is, Angelo Peraza keeps plays alive. Absolutely. I mean, last year Cathedral's defense was probably one of the can, top can in I the say county. My favorite and, phrase. and all he does was uh, Viva Peraza throw it up. Viva in the air. La Peraza! I got Saints winning this game as well. I do. I do too. Um, and I'm actually going to get there early because I want to see uh, the Saints alumni barbecue and I want to go us up and say hi to Miss uh, Peraza. She's one of my <laughs> biggest fans. So I appreciate Miss Peraza. And uh, like I said, I think Sean Pomato is going to dial this thing up. And I think they're going to get a dub because uh, the defense is going to force Helix to, like you said, sustain drives. That They're going to take away the big plays. They're going to make it sustain drives. And when I they think do they're going to create some turnovers too. That third quarter is when this game is going to change. And I think that once Helix feels that, you're going to see a different mentality in some of those players. I think that it might take the win out of their sales. So I'm taking St. Augustine. I'm going against Helix for the second week in a row. So what are you is. saying? Are you, are, you the, are you the curse right there? I, I might be, man. If I, if I pick with you, you lose. So I'm I'm picking I'm picking Saints as well. That's the other thing too. He looks didn't turn the ball over once against Cathedral. So yep. if they if they don't turn the ball over, if they don't turn the ball over, and LL Noah rips off big plays. I got Helix, but if Saints can at least get them on the ground, they don't have to. They don't have if they give up ten yards or you know eight yards of pop, but they keep preventing the big play. I think eventually they'll be able to uh, wear wear Helix down. Um, so I got I got Saints in that game as well. That was a good podcast there. Well, thank you. We went pretty extra long. Uh, again, if you have any uh, questions for us, uh, sh- uh, shoot them out to us on Twitter at b underscore serp at original top dog exactly, and, and then d a w g. Of course. Do you spell dog any other way? No, sir. Doggy dog. What did you say? <laughs> no, 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 no. The only person yeah, I already forgot. That I already forgot. Star, and that's top doggy dog. Top doggy dog. That's you it. heard it here first. The only one. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on radio.com and on 97throughthefansd.com. He's Chris Smith, top doggy dog. I'm Brain Soprano. Thanks again for joining us on the High School Football Podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.